It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. That's right, Thursday night, just past 8 p.m. You're tuning to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM KDWN and, of course, the Odyssey app streaming live wherever you may be, whether it's here or any other place in the United States. Download the app, stream for free, tune in tonight, and let us know what you think about the show. We're also going to be going live with you guys on Twitter, doing a bunch of things as we do there. I got my guy Ian B in the studio tonight. We're filling in for KT as he is out at T-Mobile Arena Taking in some Sweet 16 action. We're going to have him on the show towards the end of the show here to talk about what he's seen in both of these games tonight because one was a lopsided event. The other one looks like it might turn into that, but we have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. But before we do so, we have our guy, Mark Hoke, producer, behind the big board doing what he does for us every single night here. Mark, how's your evening going so far? Are you ready for tonight? No. Why not? No. Why not? You don't like me here anymore or what? No, it's just <laughs> I shot my mouth off about how Great Gonzaga is going to be in. They're going to. Drew Timmy's going to tear him apart. And actually, Timmy is tearing him apart, but everybody else is just kind of, um, I don't know, in la la land right now. Hey, the so. game's not over. It's, no. half, it's halftime. We still got a lot, of, a, a lot of game to be played. We got some hometown kids in that game as well, so we're going to get to talk about that as well. We had some other games in the association as well, aside from college basketball tonight. New York Knicks losing on the road to the Orlando Magic, 111-106. Cavaliers going on the road, taking on the Brooklyn Nets, beating them 116-114. Hornets losing on the road, 96-115 to the Pelicans. Just to give you a little bit of the NBA action, there are a lot going on in MLB as well. With spring training, MLB is right around the corner. I know we got some Royce Hoskins conversations as well that we're going to talk about with the young man. And just a little bit briefly about what we saw, obviously, in the WBC. I know it's over. It's been a few days. But just give you guys what we saw on that. Now, we got a good show for you guys tonight. So if you are tuned in, we greatly appreciate you. Make sure you let your friends know what you are listening to tonight. But look, we have three guests coming on the show. Good friend of ours. His name is Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Racing Sportsbook Manager here in Las Vegas. will be joining us to talk about how the handle has been with everything, with all this March Madness, college basketball betting action. See what the handle has been with everything behind the counter. And just if they're doing anything at Rampart, how has he seen the foot traffic? Are more people showing up now since we're past this COVID stuff and everything that happened previous with the tournaments now? Not only that, 
We have two more individuals that are going to be on the show later on tonight. We have former UNLV running rebel and Evansville point guard. He is none other than Marvin Coleman Jr. will be joining us on the show to talk about the NCAA tournament, what he's seen from some of these teams moving forward with the Sweet 16, because he did play some of these teams, obviously, and some of these players in this final season of his college career. And not only that, talk about how the young man's final season went at Evansville. And to finish off the show, locally here, Vegas Nighthawks. Yes, IFL, indoor football, people. If you do not know what that is, it's what was formerly known as the AFL, the Arena Football League. Same exact style. We've had a team here in the past. We have a team now. It is owned by the Golden Knights and Bill Foley, if you guys did not know that. They play in Henderson at the Dollar Loan Center. They have their first game of the season this Saturday night, our good friend Mike Davis is the general manager and head coach over there with the team. He was nice enough to let us get one of his players, former LSU running back and second-round draft pick with the Washington Redskins, had a cup of tea in the NFL. Darius Geis will be joining us towards the end of the show as well to talk a little bit about what he's done to stay prepared for this next opportunity that he's getting here with this team. Now, when we're talking about college basketball, there was two games that were happening today here in Las Vegas. Obviously, the first one being UConn versus Arkansas. UConn went in there and put an absolute wallop on this team, 88-65, to taking down the Arkansas Hogs. Hawkins had 24 points for UConn. Black had 20 points and five steals for Arkansas, which was not enough tonight. This was a lopsided event from the beginning, guys. 46-29 to at halftime, and they never got started. Didn't even get anything going in the second half. 42-36. to UConn led by as many as 29 points, okay? But before we get into the game, I'm excited and I'm happy about this because we're talking about a Sweet 16, right? Take, take away a Sweet 16. We're talking about an NCAA March Madness tournament game in Las Vegas, something that was never heard of before because we never thought that that would happen here, right? Because College and NCAA with their rules and the way that they are with everything was so against Vegas, against gambling, just against all of that, right? They didn't want their athletes to be around that. But yet all the other conferences decide to have their tournaments here. We have, what, four, five conferences that come here every single year that leave their prospective cities to come cross country for some of them just to have their tournament here. So obviously they're seeing something in Vegas that other people in the NCAA are not seeing. But. The game that's going on right now, we got to talk about that one. And I know, Mark, you got some thoughts on this game because you said it. You've been harping on it for a week. I've been harping on it for the last couple of days. I thought Gonzaga was the best team going into this matchup tonight. I think they had the better season team. They had the better coach, in my opinion. And they score a bunch of points, right? You have the hometown kid and Julian Schroeder coming back to Las Vegas. The situation with his mom no longer being here and people coming at him about it. Well, your mom's going to see you win. Your mom's going to see you lose, whatever it may be. Does he have the heart of a champion? Can he bring it home at home for himself and his team, right? It's not the case right now. Gonzaga's down 13, 46-33 at the start of the second half. Mark, is this the beginning of the end for Gonzaga here? Or do they have a run left in them to try to come back and win this game, you think? Well, I'm sure they've got a run left in them, but here's the problem, Lee that they're going to have is Cronin started, once they got this lead, Cronin said, slow it down. And their possessions are going to be really limited the rest of this game. Boy, it's going to be tough coming back. And they better stop giving up layups. I mean, that's that's what's blowing me away from UCLA is they're just getting inside and, you know, Vasquez is just tearing them apart. You know, 
two feet from the basket. Can't do that. So, And not only that, Mark, the craziest thing about it, when, as you have a UCLA team that is not fully healthy, right? They're not 100% healthy when it comes to their roster. You have a Gonzaga squad that is 100% healthy. But when you have your starters and you have Timmy with 19 points and everyone else only has seven, it's not going to cut it. It, 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 goes, it goes back to the things that I've said about Purdue. It's Zach Eady or nothing. And look what happened. They lost in the first round and got eliminated as a number one seed. Obviously, we're a lot farther into the tournament now. But Gonzaga needs to figure something out here because is this going to be one of those things, again, where we're ranked, we're up there, we're a great program, but yet every time we get into the tournament, we just can't make it happen. Gonzaga just hitting the three right now. Julian Strada with the three, I believe, here. Now they're down 10, 36, 46, 18 minutes to go in that game. Let me bring in my guy, Ian. I know I haven't had you on the mic right now. For, forgive me for not bringing you on as we started. A little bit of excitement here with everything going on as we got the game on in the studio. But what are you seeing from this Gonzaga team? Do you think they have the heart and the will to come back and beat this team right now? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, of as course. always. Thank Ken, uh, not me. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ken. Uh, Don't thank Ken. <laughs> uh, I always want to believe in Gonzaga, man. They, they always have a... Uh, will and a way to come back from these types of games. And uh, I, I think we're going to see something here because I, I think it's very possible that Gonzaga can go on a 16-3 run or something like that and end up taking making this a lot closer than it currently is right now. They're only down now 10 points. And then I, I think we're going to see a comeback from Gonzaga. And you know what's crazy is I'm watching the TV. It's crazy watching Nick Cronin on the sideline because he, he basically – teased UNLV, if you guys remember that. He came here. There was conversations when Desiree Reed francois was still here. And a lot of people in the media were like, oh, he might come. You know, we might get him. There, there, there's ramblings. There's conversations. Again, you guys know I'm not Mr. I have sources and I don't do any of that stuff because I hate that stuff. I like it to be heard from the horse's mouth. We got Hawkins Jr. going down the middle with oh, a dunk. Was, yeah, that, that was that, beautiful. That can't happen. Terrible inbound pass. That, that Ma- I think Mountain happen. West pe- Player of the Year right there. Uh, Pac-12, I'm sorry. Uh, player of the Year right there in Hawkins. But this is just it, it's domination, and you said it earlier, Mark. Down the middle, layups, dunks. UCLA's just getting their way down the middle, and if Gonzaga can't stop that, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough, tough game for them to get through. But it's hard, man, because you have a guy in Mark Few, right, that has built this program. Gonzaga is who they are because of Mark Few, but yet every single year they have the high hopes. They have the team. They have the ranking. They just never come through in the tournament. They get far, but they lose, and, and, and they just can't get it done. I don't understand what it is. I get it. Some people say, well, you're playing the West Coast Conference. You're not playing that type of competition. Well, you know what? you got to play who's in front of you. I get it. you got to get better at scheduling some of these non-conference games because that's going to help you when it comes to the rankings, right? Your non-conference schedule. Yeah. Who did you play? Who did those other teams play aside from you and their divisions? Did you play the SEC? Did you play the Big Ten? Did you play the Big 12? People want to see this, obviously. You know that, right? It's a bunch of talk. That's all it is. Oh, my God, look at this, 51 to 38. Yeah, Vasquez just canned a three. So I I think what needs to happen is Gonzaga needs to be Gonzaga, right? They're not as physical and big as UCLA. They need to be moving the ball around like they usually do um, and get that spacing and consistently keep possession of the ball and score, be efficient. If they can be efficient and keep it out of uh, UCLA's hands for the majority of the rest of the game, I think they can win this. 
And we have one more game that's on the board right now. We have Florida Atlantic taking on Tennessee. Florida coming in as the ninth uh, seeded here, 33-3 and on the season. Had a really good season this year. Tennessee, 25-10, and fourth seeded. We are at 49-41, 721 to go in the second half. Florida Atlantic looking for the upset. If you guys heard me earlier this morning on Twitter Spaces with my guy Plug, we talked about this game. I said I liked Florida Atlantic on the money line. If you guys know Rick Barnes, it's that time of the year for good old Ricky. He he never gets it done. It's time for him to pack it up, and look what's happening. Five-point lead at halftime. They've now been outscored by 13 points in the second half, 27 of 14. Flat-out embarrassing and just showing his true colors. He gets out coached every time (laughs) when it matters. He can't get it done. We saw it when he was at Texas. I'm sorry. The proof is in the pudding, and it's being shown. Obviously, we have seven minutes left in the game. Lots of games to be played, but I said it. Florida Atlantic on the money line. Don't even take the points today. I thought they would pull it through. Let's see if they do. UCLA up now by 12.50. 2 to 40, 16, 17 to go. We're going to take a little break here shortly, but after the break, we're going to have our guy Dwayne Colucci from Rampart Racing Sportsbook jumping on with us, talking a little bit about the book, how the numbers have been, what are people betting, and what did the crowd like? Do we have a lot of sharp betting action today? Do we have a lot of over-the-counter casual betting action? We shall see what he says, but before we do so, do me a favor, guys. Follow me on Twitter, Jose underscore Volante. Follow my guy, Ian B Sports, as well. Follow our guy, our guy Mark Hoke, at the Mark Hoke Show. Mark Hoke Show. Make sure I got that correctly. And not only that, I need to give a big shout-out to my guy, Mark. I don't do it that much on Twitter, but I'm going to start doing so because I do a lot on Twitter. If you guys are wrestling fans, you need to follow this guy. This guy is giving you wrestling like nobody else in, forget Las Vegas, I would say in the U.S. right now, hands down. He's had some great interviews, OG people, and if you know wrestling and you watch Mark's show and you listen to what he's saying, then you know this guy knows his wrestling. So please do me a favor and do all of us here a favor. Give our guy Mark Hoke a follow. We would greatly appreciate that. Mark, let them know real quick where they can find you and all the things you have going on with your wrestling show. Good Lord. Um, Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Podcasts are all available at markhokeshow.podbean.com or most of your favorite podcast outlets. Markhokeshow.com is the website. And this week we prepare for WrestleMania next weekend before we actually go to WrestleMania, which is going to be unbelievable. Stunningly, my first WrestleMania. You know what? But I'm, but I'm going to L.A. So we're going to be doing the show live from L.A. in two weeks. So that is going to be something else, and uh, we're getting ready for a big, a real big event here. Future stars of wrestling uh, in Las Vegas uh, has some terrific, terrific talent coming in here. Hammerstone, Kenny King, and just a lot of great. Uh, in the main event, Chris Bay against John Morrison, going by Johnny Mecca because it's Mecca. He's wrestling for the Mecca Championship, so should be a great card down at the Silver Nugget on Sunday at five o'clock. So go to FSW Vegas and get your tickets. But yeah, a whole lot going on, man. There a you lot, go. a lot. Mark Hoke, if you guys are wrestling fans, please give give our guy Mark a follow. And Mark, one thing that I will tell you, and you're going to know this because you know a lot more wrestling than I do, but if I have to give you my fondest memory of what I miss about WWE, because that's what it was originally before it became, I'm sorry, WWF, before it became WWE, mm-hmm. I missed weekends when I used to be able to watch wrestling on Saturday or Sunday mornings as a kid, and they had the segment, which was the barbershop. Oh, you remember that? the barber shop. And you know why? You know why I always remember that? Because that was where Shawn Michaels became yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yes. When he, when he, uh, kiss, oh, what, was the, what was the name of the kick again? 
that he that super kicked. Yeah. He super kicked Marty Janetti right through the glass. Yes, I'll that, never forget that. That big, that big sugar paying glass. Oh, I'm sorry, did I give that away? <laughs> but man, that's yeah. actually what they do with the with the glass. It's 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 sugar. It's sugar, really. Yeah, yeah. You like you know when you make candy, you, it's, you make it it's, hard. It's just thinned out, and you know that's that's what it is. Usually. There we go. If you Usually. Did not know that, now you know a little bit more about wrestling on the tidbit there. I'm sorry. I gave that away. I apologize. <laughs> it's all right, Mark. No, no, no one will get you in trouble. I think you'll be all right. But once again, Jose Volonte, ENB, Mark Hoke here in the studio tonight, filling in for KT on SportsX Radio Live here on 101.5 FM, KDWN, and streaming live wherever you listen to your shows on the Odyssey app. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. But when we come back, like I said, we're going to have our guy, Dwayne Colucci from Rampart Race and Sportsbook Casino. Chopping it up with us, talking NCAA March Madness and some gambling bets. We'll be right back. Here comes Gonzaga. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jose V, EMB. Mark Hoke, you're tuned in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, KDWN, and the Odyssey app streaming everywhere you listen to your shows. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and chopping it up and just giving us a moment of your time and uh, letting us, you know, talk your ear off tonight. Now, Ian and Mark were getting excited, as I was at halftime and during the half, because we thought Gonzaga could make a run. But then we got even more excited during the break because Gonzaga made that run. They are now down 50 to 54, 1359 ago, timeout by UCLA. Is this is this the one that we needed, guys? Timmy. 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 Timmy's got 29 points, though. The rest of the team's got 21. That's not a good look. It's okay. He got this. He got this. Got Timmy, this. Timmy. 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 <laughs> now, this is perfect, though, because we have in-game wagering going on right now live. If you are looking to bet Gonzaga, Gonzaga is currently a plus 142 underdog. You can get them at plus 2.5, even money. UCLA minus 2.5 at 128 or minus 184. On the money line to win straight up. Over and under, live currently sitting at minus, I'm sorry, 160 and a half at minus 118 to the over, under 160 and a half at minus 108, which leads me into our first guest of the night. Perfect timing to talk numbers and talk action. Our guy, he's normally been on the show with us on Straight Bet Sports on our other network that we normally do the show, but we greatly appreciate any time that he gives us, whether it's a minute, two minutes, three minutes. So, Dwayne Colucci, my guy, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, Jose. Thanks for having me on. And definitely a great game he had, T-Mobile. You could see the excitement. I mean, Hakez, Timmy, what a, a matchup. Unbelievable. And we love the handle at the Rampart in South Point. It's off the hook. Uh, I couldn't believe the handle on this game and the attraction of this game. So I was following the numbers and following the actual bets, right, on the money line, overall money, ATS tickets being written and all that. This was one of the biggest bet games on the board tonight, wasn't it, Dwayne? Yeah, definitely, and probably one of the biggest bet games uh, of the Sweet 16 because such a marquee attraction, and everybody knows Gonzaga from the uh, tournament uh, experience out here at the Orleans. Their conference tournament is always held here, and recently the Pac-12 now for the last, what, seven, eight years yeah. uh, from, uh, you know, uh, back in the day at uh, – 
you know, MGM and now at T-Mobile, it's a major attraction. And the Pac-12 conference always is a major attraction. So great, great handle, I have to say, Jose. I was really impressed. And good two-way action because the late money started to come in on the Zags. Now, you're talking about the Gonzaga game here. What was the crowd like? And I don't mean the betting crowd because you obviously had people there that were going to hang out and watch the game. I know you guys closed up shop at a certain time, but what was the crowd like? Was it 50-50? Did you have more UCLA fans, more Gonzaga fans? Well, we have both uh, sides, I got to be honest. More UCLA fans, and the ticket count was favoring UCLA because more of the general public are betting the parlays on UCLA, the smaller bets. The larger wagers came in late on uh, Gonzaga, like I said, but definitely a good even split. You know, the Zags are staying at, uh, I believe, Bellagio. UCLA is staying in town. You know, they are very familiar with the surroundings, especially Gonzaga, because like I said, uh, the West Coast Conference always has their tournament here at the Orleans. So definitely a great split. We're watching this game about 13 and a half minutes to go. UCLA up by four. Hawkins has been amazing, I have to say. He's really played well. Timmy made some early mistakes, but now getting into the game, this is going to be a fabulous matchup down the stretch. And, uh, you know, you could see how the line closed at the Rampart and South Point. You know, we closed the game at Pickham, and UCLA opened the one-point favorite. We had it up to one and a half, and then it came down to Pickham. So, definitely, you saw the late Gonzaga money, and it's going to be great as it comes down the stretch but uh you know two well-coached teams jose one of the best cronin is unbelievable we know few unbelievable man this game just took a turn three-pointer by ucla up 57 50 we got our guy Dwayne colucci rampart racing sportsbook manager joining us on the line here i know you had a couple comments that you wanted to let Dwayne know ian because you haven't talked to him in a while what you got Hi, Dwayne. Welcome back to the show, uh, this show being SportsX Radio, not normal Gorilla Cross Radio. Um, but since you are actually at the game. No, he's not at the game. Oh, he's not? No, no, no. He's not at the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're just talking about it being here in Vegas. Gotcha. So since, since you're watching the game with us, do you, have you seen anything different from the first half? to the second half and what adjustments they might made that you feel like Gonzaga might be able to take this? Or do you think UCL has this all the way down? Well, UCLA is really imposing the uh, fast break scene. So in the first half, especially, they were moving in the transition. And, uh, you know, that's unlike Gonzaga. They usually play a tight, tight defense. And now I'm starting to see that the guard play of UCLA is starting to impose their will. And it's been early in the first half. It was very consistent. I think it could carry on into the second half. We're seeing some great play by both teams on the defensive end as well. But I do believe Cronin will make these adjustments now. Hawk has just got an offensive foul there. He was trying to drive it. You know, you have to stop Timmy. He is unstoppable at times. And that's what Gonzaga and few have to milk. Because early in the first half, you saw he was starting to impose his will. He missed an easy shot here and there. But he is definitely the key focal player. And if he could control the game and Hawkes is off the floor, it's going to be a different outcome. So, Dwayne, going back to the handle, what would you say, based off of what you can tell me, that you have more sharp money on Gonzaga or UCLA? And what was the public, and I mean the casual betting public, like any normal over-the-counter better? what was that type of uh, action like today? 
you hit it on the head, Jose. The sharp money was on Gonzaga. You know, we have that fabulous 105 vigorish at the Rampart and South Point. So think about that, guys. If you bet over-the-counter straight bets, and you know these guys are looking for six-figure bets, Jose. I always tell you, all the prime handicappers come to the Rampart and South Point. You could lay, if you're betting six figures, say, 105000 instead of 110 to win the 100000 So when you have that 105 big at the Rampart South Point over the counter, you have to come down to our shop. So we're attracting more of the big money uh, and the sharp money on Gonzaga. But like I said, the ticket count was superior on UCLA because the general public are betting the Paul A's on UCLA. They love that Southern Cal, uh, you know, vibe. And you know how the Lakers are out here. All the Southern Cal teams, Dodgers, <laughs> definitely popular attractions. Yeah. So you're going to get a good ticket count from the general public. But the sharp money started to come in on Gonzaga. And we see it now. You know, a, a great game. It's definitely a close matchup. And uh, I can't wait to see this outcome. So another game we had uh, earlier today, too, here in Vegas, Dwayne, was Arkansas taking on UConn, which... Based off of the money movement and the way this line was, three and a half, four, some places had it at four and a half, which was crazy to find. But a lot of the money was coming in on UConn, at least from what I was told. A lot of the smart money, the sharp money was coming in on the UConn side. And from what we saw, it was the right side to be on tonight. How did you guys fare on this game? Did you guys get hit big or did you have more um, Arkansas money and you guys were good? Well, we were all right, Jose, because you've seen it. It was at four the whole day, and it came down to three and a half. So the Muslim money started coming in. And, uh, you know, Hawkins and Sonago got it done. So uh, at this Big East conference is monstrous. I'm telling you right now. You see how they're performing. UConn dominated. You still have a couple of teams left. I think Creighton has got to get by, uh, you know, Princeton. Finally, I think the Ivy League run is going to come to an end. So I think the Big East is probably the premier conference left here. And UConn, they went back to the early season heroics they had when they won that 14-game winning streak, number one in the country. And as good as Arkansas was and how well coached they were, we survived that game because we started to get some late Arkansas money. Another game that's going on right now, Dwayne, is FAU versus Tennessee. I was high on FAU tonight. I, I, I didn't even want the four and a half. I said, don't even give me the five if you can even offer it. Give me FAU straight up on the money line. We have a minute 21 to go in the second half. 59-50 FAU. Rick Barnes showing his true colors, man. Giving it up and laying it down and not showing up when it matters, as he does all the time, Dwayne. What was the handle like tonight on this game? Did you have a lot of money on FAU, or was it all Tennessee tonight? No, you saw that big bet I tweeted out, uh, Jose. Definitely You're right. A 10500 on FAU. You saw it. One of my sharper bettors came right in, took that uh, advantage of the 105 big. So FAU was definitely in action here. And this was a lopsided game, I felt. Uh, you know, early on, a lot of the public were backing Tennessee, but then the Sharks came in on FAU. And they definitely have a massive chance now. They're getting some great defensive play great play from davis awesome yeah you know they have so many different weapons boyd is awesome and uh you know tennessee they're same old same like you said uh you know we're watching it play out i mean it's 21 fau by seven uh i don't think tennessee is going to get it done so i just retweeted that ticket that Dwayne was talking about we had a ten thousand five hundred dollar bet 
to win 10,000 straight, plus 5.5, minus 105 VIG on Florida Atlantic. The proof is in the pudding is there. If you guys don't follow our guy, Dwayne, at NYBookie, Dwayne, you're missing out. He gives you stuff from over the counter that he can legally give you, obviously, because he can't give you everything. We don't want to get him in trouble. But he gives <laughs> you things, and he shows you action like no other. Show me another sports book or someone that's giving you direct, real information like Dwayne. No one else is. Before we move on to a couple more of these games, Dwayne, talk a little bit about your podcast and what you got going on with that. Yeah, definitely. The It's M Reverse podcast is coming out this week. We're going to break down the, uh, you know, Elite Eight, Sweet 16 preview. We have the Kentucky Derby coming up, Jose, and a lot of happenings at the Rampart Casino. Uh, you know, see, I put out videos on the Rampart website and my Twitter each and every week. We try to keep you up to date with the promotions, but If M Reverse is off the hook. You know, I try to give you, like you said, the bookmaker's perspective. We always go into that. I try to be, uh, bring the old school feel. I want to definitely give the information to the public that the bookmaker has. I want you guys to see the wagering, how it happens in Las Vegas, over the counter as much as I can. Like you said, I can't reveal everything, but I try <laughs> to do the best I can. You know, and definitely you see how I put out the bets that we have come in, definitely the promotions, the lines. I try to keep you updated. The Rampart and South Point are the brick-and-mortar establishments of Las Vegas. Everything's going corporate now, Jose. You know that. Oh, yeah. too. You guys watch that. William Hill, uh, you know, all these uh, DraftKings, FanDuel DraftKings, I think, opened a, a shop now and uh, mm -hmm. an establishment out here this week. So, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a, a heated competition, but always enjoy what Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maiulo and myself bring to the table. We've been around for 40, 50, 30 years. So, you know, we try to produce what we can and give the consumer the best option. Nobody offers this one on five either, guys. I, I just keep telling everybody. We have the jackpot card dollars for the first two days of the tournament a five dollar card it's off the hook guys so we try to do the best we can and i'm always going to give my best information especially on my podcast and on the rampart uh you know websites my twitter feed as well as my instagram facebook jose knows i'm all over espn vsin wherever and with jose and ian as well on uh gorilla cross and this show Gonzaga's down one, ladies and gentlemen, 59-58 uh -oh. with 10-22 to go. UCLA has the ball. We'll see how that ends up. But, Dwayne, we got one more game I want to talk to you before we let you go tonight. The other game that was going on today was Michigan State versus K-State. Now, this is another game that I was looking at early this morning because it, it had some crazy line movement. We had K-State coming in, opening as a minus one-and-a-half favorite, right? The line moved all the way flipped we had michigan state at one point from what i saw at a minus one and a half point favorite and we we end up giving k-state a dog but yet it flips back you end up getting k-state at closing at minus one and a half at most places this game goes into overtime we saw what it was 98 93 tom Izzo gets out coach tom Izzo magic is now done in the tournament how was the handle on this game what did you guys see at the rampart it was like a heartbeat, Jose. Like you said, we opened the game at Michigan State minus one. It went back to one and a half. Uh, you know, then K-State was one. We closed at Pickham. But what a fabulous game. This was probably the best game of the night. I can't believe it. The Garden definitely had a special, special game and a special player in Noel. 
I mean, this kid is phenomenal. 20 points, 19 assists, guys. And he graduated from my dad's high school, Bishop Lachlan, in Brooklyn. Came back home, dominated on the center stage. Missed a few key shots, though. Don't get me wrong down the stretch. But he's going to be a force as this tournament moves on because you have such a phenomenal player. He has that swagger like a Curry or like an Iverson, but he's got to really produce and, uh, you know, get it done. But he played a fabulous game, uh, 20 points, 19 assists, unbelievable, 7 of 18 from the floor. This kid, Noel, is fabulous. And we saw great two-way action on this game. Like you said, Jose, the line moved like a heartbeat. I couldn't believe it, but K-State got it done. And I was speaking to, you know, not only my dad, he felt it because he has that uh, alumni with Noel. But I was talking to Brent Musburger in the Rampart today for uh, multiple hours and, you know, he just loved Kansas State, and they got the job done. What a fabulous game. Went into overtime. Ugh, unbelievable. Marquise Noel breaks the NCAA assist record tonight. Insane, man. Kansas State keeps rolling. How far can they get? It's yet to be seen. Dwayne, we greatly appreciate you for your time and giving us a little bit of information that we can't get anywhere else. We have a tie game now, 59-59. Enjoy the rest of the game, my guy. Let them know where they can find you on all things social media. Yeah, definitely, Jose. You know, on Twitter, I'm uh, prominent at NYBookieDwayne, NYBookie, D-U-A-N-E. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. The If and Reverse podcast is, you know, on the verge of coming out in the next few days. Definitely, I appreciate all you guys do and promote me. I'm always available at the Rampart Casino. Come by the counter, say hi. I'm always there. I'm almost there 24 hours, so, you know, I'm easy to find. But definitely follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. I appreciate all the support, Ian. Definitely, it's good to talk to you once again. I love this show, and uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I just appreciate the support. Dwayne Colucci, the one and only. Greatly appreciate you. If you haven't given him a follow, do so. Dwayne, have a good night. See you out there soon, my brother. Yes, thanks, guys. So we're going to go ahead and take a little commercial break. But before we do so, let me give you guys a little bit of an update. 61-59. Gonzaga has taken the lead with 8.15 to go in the game. They have the ball right now. Drew Timmy gives it up. Offensive foul. Looks like they might go to a commercial break just like us. But look, you are tuning to SportsX Radio live here from Las Vegas, 101.5 FM, KDWN, and on the Odyssey app. Jose V, EMB, Mark Hoke sitting in for KT, who's at the game right now at T-Mobile Arena. But when we come back from the break, we're going to have our guy Marvin Coleman, former UNLV running rebel and current Evansville Purple Ace, joining us on the phone to talk some NCAA, college basketball, and life. We'll be right back. Jose Volante, EMB, Mark Hope. You're tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, KDWN, and the Odyssey app streaming live from Las Vegas, Nevada, or anywhere else that you want to listen to. We greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in tonight. The big shout-out to our guy, Dwayne Colucci, Rampart Racing Sportsbook Manager, for joining us before the break here. But we have another former guest of our show that we normally have when we do ours. He's a very good friend of ours, great young man, amazing young man. If you know who he is and you know Las Vegas and you know Vegas basketball, then you know the name Marvin Coleman, formerly of the UNLV running Rebels, but he will always be a Rebel no matter what. Once a Rebel, always a Rebel. But this year, 
he decided to go somewhere else and take his talents and finish out his career at Evansville. He's none other than Marvin Coleman, point guard for the Evansville Purple Aces. Marvin, my guy, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. My guy, what you got going, man? It's good to talk to you. Good to hear from you, brother. Same here, my guy. You know us. We're in the studio doing what we do, and we're also watching this crazy game, man. Gonzaga up 61-59. I'm pretty sure you're watching this game right now. Man, I got it. I got it on my phone looking at the score, play-by-play, all of that. Crazy, right? This is, this, this is what March Madness is, right? This is what college basketball is all about, wouldn't you agree? Man, man, I couldn't agree more. College basketball. I feel like UCLA, my boy Tiger's been there for 20 years, but I'm happy he's there doing his thing, man. It's crazy. So, Marvin, talk a little bit about your season this year with Evansville, the transition going from UNLV and then moving across the country to go play ball at a place you're not familiar with. You've been in Vegas pretty much your whole life playing ball, doing what you did here, but now you went somewhere else. You tried it out. How was your season? Everything I've heard from people and coaches that I have spoken to say you're an amazing young man, you were a great teammate, uh-huh. and I've never heard anything negative about you whatsoever. So how was your season for your final – this was your final – basketball collegiate season correct correct it was man i mean obviously the wins and losses weren't expected you know what i what i expected to when i committed for my last season but bro being out here in edisville it's exactly what i needed uh like you said i'm a vegas native i was in vegas the last 22 years of my life so uh stepping outside of my comfort zone moving to edisville you know it was everything i needed and more the coaches my teammates i built a Great bond with a few of my teammates, a bond that will probably last a lifetime. So, you know, I'm just appreciative that, you know, they embraced me uh, just as much as UNLV did my freshman year. Now, Marvin, uh, Ian here. Uh, last time we spoke, we were on the show at Gorilla Cross, and uh, you were unsure if you, at that time, you were going to go into the N- uh, NBA draft or if you were going to enter the transfer portal. Um, obviously, you ended up with your decision going to Evansville. How do you feel that prepared you, and do you feel more prepared now for the NBA draft? Oh, absolutely. You know, it just gave me another year under my belt, you know, another another thing to add to my resume. Um, you know, I hadn't played a full a full season in the last two years, so coming here, leading the team, being able to play a full 40 minutes, um, you know, I feel like I got to just showcase what I do uh, on a, a much higher scale. You know, there was glimpses of what I could do at UNLV here and there. But this year, like I showed I was a more complete player um, and I could play a full season and still try to lead a team in the right way. Hey, and Marvin, and talk about that. The fact that you transfer and you go to a team that obviously has other players that are already there that were there before you, but yet you get mm-hmm. the spot right away to start on this team. Talk about how that felt and the type of respect that you got, but also I'm pretty sure respect was given back on your end. Oh, for surely. Um, you know, yeah, when I got here, we had a group of guys who were from our last staff, um, you know, guys that I, I got brought in from our head coach and then guys who um, were recruited by the last staff as well. So um, it was obviously a battle, you know, and it's everything, nothing's ever going to just be just given to you. Um, so, you know, I obviously had to come. I had to prove myself to the younger guys. Mainly just, you know, show them how college basketball is and what, you know, what it takes to be a, gr- a good player in college, in college honestly. So um, that was a great experience. And um, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words, bro. Like, it, it just was such a great experience uh, this year, just learning more about myself, being able to be comfortable on the court, just playing my game was just very good and what I needed. So what's next for Marvin Coleman? 
man, right now I'm just working out, trying to stay ready, so I don't got to get ready for whenever that next opportunity, whatever whatever calls, uh, come, knocks on my doorstep. Uh, I'm looking for an agent, so you know, obviously my draft dreams are still there overseas. All the all the uh, cards are on the table right now. Now, how how is that process? Is there a pro day that you're doing? Is there a uh, specific trainer that you're looking to work with? Uh, is it just purely through your agent to contact these teams to kind of get you pre-draft visits? Uh, what is that process for you, Marvin? I'm, I'm actually still learning it right now as we go. Each each day is different. I'm learning something new every single day. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like it does have a lot to do with whatever agency I sign with or agent I choose. Um, so that's really what I'm doing right now, doing a lot of researches. Uh, like on them, agencies, different people. It's kind of similar to making a college decision. You know, you have to – you're getting recruited, then you have to put in your research and, you know, check out who's who. So that's pretty much what I'm doing right now, like talking to different agents, seeing what they can do for me, what I can do for them, and, you know, what I can bring to a team. Our guy Marvin Coleman joining us live here on Sports 6 Radio. Marvin, we're against the clock, my guy, but what's one thing that you want to say to all the Marvin Coleman fans out here in Las Vegas? Because I told you and I talked to you on the daily, you have a lot of people rooting for you and a lot of people in your corner. What do you say to them to get excited for the rest of your career? What can they expect? Man, I just want to appreciate, start by appreciating them. You know, everybody out there, I love them to the bottom of my heart. You know, there is a lot of hate in the world. So to be able to get, you know, the love I get from my city, um, I appreciate everybody, but, you know, this this is just a small step in my journey. I got a long way to go. So, you know, just keep keep staying along for the ride. Stay down to come up. Marvin, greatly appreciate you, my guy, as always. You know we'll keep in contact. This will not be the last time I talk to you. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media so they can continue to follow your journey and everything you got going on, my man. Social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm on mcoleman 3 n 22 um tiktok all it's all the same just you know anytime anybody wants to hit me just send me a dm like it you know like my story something and you know we'll get it together marvin next time you're in vegas man lunch is on me we gotta get together and chop it up yeah. on the private no no mics no nothing yeah. just me and you my guy i got you bro have a good one dog appreciate you take care of yourself enjoy the rest of this game gonzaga's up 68 62 baby four minutes to go <laughs> thank you for coming on marvin Absolutely. There we go. Our guy Marvin Coleman, former UNLV running Rebel, Evansville point guard as well. We're going to take a little bit of a break here shortly. Once again, you are tuned into Sportex Radio live here on 101.5 FM, KDWN, and the Odyssey app. After the break, we're going to get into a little bit of some football conversation, right? Because we got the Vegas Vipers here in Las Vegas with the XFL, which I have a lot to say about the XFL. I'm pretty excited so far about this league. Vegas got their first win last weekend. Trying to get their second win this weekend. I'll be at that game on Saturday afternoon, so we'll talk about that as well. But after the break, we have our guy Darius Geis, new running back for the Vegas Nighthawks. Again, I'll tell you guys that you, who do not know, IFL, indoor football. The indoor football league is what basically the AFL used to be, the arena football. Arena football is trying to get revamped, but – We'll see what happens there. He is here now. He is in Vegas. He had a cup of tea with the Washington Redskins. We know what he did in LSU, breaking some of those records and the things that he did there. We're excited to have him on because he's only 25 years old. He still has a lot left in the tank, but we don't know what his physicality is like, right? We don't know what his mental is like coming here to Vegas to start all over again, basically. So we're going to talk to him and see what he is going to give us. Are we excited? Is he excited? Is this the end of the road or just the beginning? 
Once again, Jose Volonte, EMB, Mark Hoke, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, KDWN, and streaming live on the Odyssey app. We will be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. That's right, Sports X Radio. Jose V, EMB, Mark Hoke up in the studio tonight. Ken Thompson at the game right now, enjoying himself at T-Mobile Arena. Amazing game going on right now. 101.5 FM, KDWN, and the Odyssey app. We are streaming live from Las Vegas, Nevada. We had another game tonight, though, and it was a big game that we talked about with Dwayne. If you guys saw the tweet that I just put out, my guy Low from Low Sports Picks also tweeted it out. We were huge on Florida Atlantic today. We thought they were the best team. We thought they were not getting any respect. And if the words... Of the famous Birdman. Put some respect in my name. That's what the Florida Atlantic Owls should be saying. After taking down Tennessee 62 to 55. Mark, you and I were talking about this game during the break. You you let me know that you were watching it because I was just following it, didn't have it up here on the screen. You said I took it. A little bit too rough on, on Rick Barnes. Can, can you please uh, elaborate on that? Yeah, come on, man. They're missing their starting point guard. But it's really? still Rick Barnes. The guys, I don't, you don't, know, don't great coaches dude. adjust in great big moments? Well, you know, I'm going to say this, though. Tennessee did adjust. I mean, because, you know, I really thought they might have been in trouble that first round, but they or the second round with Duke. I had Duke going a long way for the most part on my brackets. But they went out and changed their style and played this very physical game against Duke and you know totally paid off because they looked like men among boys in that game but but this one FAU bigger team stronger team and you know I think I think FAU just kind of out physical when Tennessee went cold it was they they just couldn't generate the offense like they normally do and or they have before you know the injury so yeah FAU Kansas State uh did not have that one on my uh, bingo card 
Yeah, I don't think a lot of people had that on their brackets, but man, FAU complete 360. Great coaching job by FAU's coach. They're down 27 to 22 at halftime. It turns around 40 to 28 in the second half. They end up winning the game outright 62 to 55. Now, I'm not going to mention what's going on in front of us right now because Mark's going to just annihilate me if I do so. This game is not you, over yet. You got to talk about flipping it, the script, it, 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 man. It, it, it's a little bit crazy. You can talk about the game, but uh, just, just just don't. I'm oh, not look, look, guys. I, I you know I'm used to Ken Thompson <laughs> sitting in his chair, cool back, and you know it's the the Gonzaga Zags taking on UCLA forty two thirty seven. I'm too loud. That's nine right. nine minutes left in the uh, in the game, and then I got Jose Volante with I'm, jumping I'm, beans back there, man. <laughs> I, I, I Holy wish, free holies. I, I wish we would have done the video this time like we oh did last week. Oh, my God. You're flying, time. Yeah, man. we were, we were I'm, excited. I'm jumping around in here. This Look, is a good game so the far. The game's not over yet, right? It, no, it's, it's not, not over. over. It's a great game, and we talk about flipping the script. FAU did it against Tennessee in the second half and completely showed they were the better team, and they knew how to do what they had to do and adjust the right way. Adjustments were made. Just great, great game. Obviously, Kansas State, FAU, not something we were expecting. Probably not that good for ratings, if we're being honest, right, when it comes to that and the money-making. But, hey, FAU's traveling. They're supporting this team. Happy to see us a, a quote-unquote, Cinderella-style team still alive in this tournament, moving forward, doing what they're doing. We have about a minute and 24 left in this Gonzaga-UCLA game. 72-63 Gonzaga. Looks like we have a review on one of the plays that we had here before the break. The referees are still reviewing it. This game is going to come down to the absolute wire. We're going to get a lot of fouls. I'm pretty sure that there's no way that this game will, uh, will end anywhere near the next 20 minutes. No. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> going to be a drag them out brawl all the way to the final horn. I mean, come on. There's no way that... Nick Cronin is going to basically lay down and not try to foul as much as he can. I mean, you have to start putting up some shots, but you also got to put up some good shots, right, Mark? Let's not get three happy and let's not get trigger happy. A lot of teams do that when they're down at the end of close games instead of trying to get the quick bucket. Do you agree with me? Take it to the basket and just try to get that bucket and maybe even get the and one instead of trying to make the miracle three-pointer. Yeah, well, I, I think UCLA's just panicked here. You know, ten minutes. There is actually eleven on minutes, screen, eleven plus minutes without a field goal. I mean, that's crazy. Hawkins breaks the streak there, but wow! <laughs> but it comes down to what I was talking about. They have to play smarter, yeah. Move the ball a little bit more efficiently. Play efficient basketball, and they have started doing that. Of course, they've missed a couple here and there, but they've been getting the rebounds, blocking people out, and then making sure that they get everyone involved. So we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about that game when it gets more towards the actual end because we have a lot more things that we need to talk about tonight. Obviously, we mentioned about football. Vegas Vipers got their first win of the season last week, um, beating the Orlando Guardians here at fabulous Cashman Field in uh, downtown Las Vegas. Luis Perez, huge game, 20 of 26, 269 yards. Three touchdowns. Jeff Baddett, another huge game. From what I feel, he has solidified himself as the main target on that team. Rod Smith doing what he does, having another great solid game. We had him on the show here on SportsX a few weeks back as well, talking about the season and, and what was to come. I also talked to Rod Woodson, head coach, and I asked him, what are your expectations when it comes to the, your starting quarterback, right? Because this season has been a, a quarterback carousel. You have Brett Huntley, which, mind you, signs two weeks before the season starts has no reps into these teams, and is the highest-paid player in the XFL, $200,000 contract. Mind you that, okay? That's kind of weird. But yet he's not the starting guy. He hasn't got most of the reps here in Vegas. 
I asked him, is this a coaching carousel or is it now Luis's spot based off of what he did? It's Luis's spot if he wants it, basically, is what he's saying, right? If he goes out there and he shows that, hey, I'm not making the right reads, he's making mistakes, he's throwing picks, then I got to get him out there and bring in another guy. I'm not a head coach, but I'm also not about switching quarterbacks every single week throughout the game. It's going to be hard for you to get some camaraderie and some going with your receivers and your running backs and, of course, your offensive line, right? You have to have that cohesiveness with those guys. And if you're switching up your quarterbacks every single week, that's going to be tough. Now, the season's not over. We're midway through. They still got five more games left. They have one more here this Saturday at 4 p.m. against the St. Louis Battlehawks, which also have a great story in A.J. McCarron, right, and everything that he's doing, giving up millions, which he could be playing in the NFL right now, but he decides to go to the XFL, take a huge pay cut just so his kids to see him play, right? He loves the fact that he can see his kids play, and that's what matters most to him. Now, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts real quick about the XFL, and I'll let Ian jump on it too, and then we're going to get our guest, Darius Geis, on the line. But I think the XFL got it right. What Danny Garcia and The Rock are doing and have done so far with this league, breaking viewership records, breaking ticket sales records, their betting has gone up on the XFL as well. Viewership is there. Tweets, people on social media are going crazy about this. The rules that the NFL is trying to use with the XFL is also working. We're getting people here in Vegas, smaller arena, but still, stands are getting packed, right? People are showing up. The Battlehawks, 38,000 plus. I mean, I think this league is here now to stay. I don't think we're going to see it backtrack. I don't think we're going to see it end. How do you feel about the league so far, Ian? I agree, and I think the biggest thing is, like you've said multiple times, is that the XFL is also partnered with the NFL. So this is real football. Everything else that we've had in the past I think people have gotten the sense of, you know, whether it be arena or indoor or Canadian football league is that they don't resonate with the game itself because it's so it has different rules. Right. And the rules are so kind of far fetched that people don't think that the NFL could ever adopt them. And I think because the XFL and the NFL are partnered together and we're seeing players that used to be in the NFL and maybe still could make their way back into the NFL, that people are engaged. And I think that's the biggest thing, that it is entertaining, but it's real football. I agree with you. The entertainment part of it is there. I I can definitely see the fact that when you watch these games, you have the talent, you have the product. It's not necessarily guys that are out here just collecting a paycheck, right? Exactly. Now, the one thing that I will say that's a little bit weird to me, but it's worked, is the housing situation. Yeah. These players aren't in their respective cities. No. A lot of people don't know that. These players are housed in Texas, I believe, somewhere in Texas, and then they get shipped out the day before their game. Like tomorrow, the Vegas players will be here. I don't know if I can give the information where they'll be at, where they'll be showing up at, but they will be here. They show up a day before the game. Now, so far, it's worked, right? They're still finding ways to get into the community, even though it's not that easy with them not being here all the time. Do you think that's a permanent thing? I do not. I think that the fact that they're doing it, it's a financial thing if you think about it, right? I I think so, too. I think It it works financially. As the league gets more renowned, right, as they make more and more money, that they'll be able to start housing these athletes a little bit better and making the conditions of their work a better environment. The XFL, great product, 
or another flop yet to be seen. We shall find out. I think it's a great product. So far, I think it will up. be here. Thumbs up. Rock, Danny, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it going. But we have our guest on the line now. First time on the show. First time talking to him. I've talked to him on the phone, obviously, but not on the radio. This is the first time we have him on, so we greatly appreciate him for giving him a few moments of his time. I know he's out to dinner. He's enjoying probably a nice steak or something somewhere. So I'm sorry I had to take you away from your table, my guy. But we have our guy, Darius Geis of the IFL Vegas Nighthawks here in Las Vegas. My guy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, my guy. <laughs> so what's for dinner? What's, what's, on, what's on the menu? What's on the menu tonight? Let me know. I'm actually, I'm actually waiting on some steak right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Where you at? Where, if you can, can, you can, can, and don't give us the location exactly. But what are you eating tonight? Like, what, what's the restaurant? If I give you the location, you gonna know exactly where I'm at. <laughs> Everybody gonna show up. So we're gonna, we're gonna keep it Everybody a secret. Everybody gonna show up. <laughs> we're gonna keep it a secret. But my guy Darius, we greatly appreciate you for giving us a few moments of your time. Hey, now, on, long time coming, my guy. You're only 25 years old. You're still young. Obviously, you had a cup of tea in the NFL. We know what you did in LSU with the records that you broke and how huge you were for that program. But now you're a few years removed from the NFL, right, from the big stage. But now you have this opportunity with the Nighthawks in the IFL. What have you been doing to keep yourself not only physically but mentally prepared for your next opportunity? And the mental, it's all been very tough, bro. You know, not not knowing when you're going to get the call again. You know, not knowing if you still – can keep the motivation to keep training hard every day, hoping for opportunity, being told no and denied by every league there is, bro. Like, it's, it's been really tough, man. Coach Coach Davis gave me an opportunity, man. Uh, my best friend was out here on this team as well. He put in a good word for me. And, like, I'm just blessed to be out here and get the opportunity. You know, um, <laughs> you got to start got to start again somewhere, bro. So, I'm, you know, I'm here to work my way back up, hopefully get back to the big stage one day. But, Got to take it one day at a time. You know, the season starts Saturday. You know, I'm excited. This team's looking great, actually. Like, we have a lot of studs and stars on our team. Like, we got an impressive group right here. So I spoke to Mike last night. For those of you, Mike Davis, general manager and head coach of the Vegas Knights. So I spoke to him last night. He speaks very highly about you. And not only that, he he is a big component of someone that he believes in second chances. We all should that. We all should get that. He totally understands that. But what are you most excited about? This opportunity, right? Honestly, it's not the XFL. It's not the USFL. It's not the NFL. But it's football, and it's still professional football. What do you know about the IFL, and what are you most excited about coming into this uh, starting season on Saturday? Bro, listen, like you just said, I know it's not the NFL, XFL, all these other leagues. But, hey, this is where I'm at. This is the opportunity I'm given. I'm going to take full advantage of it. Um, I'm most excited. Like, with the IFL, bro, like, you know, it's not 11 guys on the field. It's not a, a clogged up box like I'm used to <laughs> as a running back. <laughs> so I get more room to work with. You know, it's a more fast-paced game. You know, and both teams, you know, I've, I've watched a few games. I'm like, man, it's pretty, it's pretty high scoring, bro. They got teams that be scoring 60 and 60 points against each other. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, I'm just looking forward, you know, to seeing these guys that's on the team shine and do their thing and, you know, just help people elevate. I can give them some of my knowledge, too, that I have from playing in the NFL. You know, just helping these guys also get where they want to go. It's not just about me, you know. Obviously, it's an opportunity for me. But, you know, I'm looking at guys that's on this team. You know, they have real jobs. You know, they live in real lives as well. Like, it's just something I've never seen before. And still seeing how dedicated they are to the game of football. Like, it's pretty, like, inspiring, to be honest. Now, you talked about uh, keeping yourself into physical shape. And you had the really big injury, right? It was the ACL, I believe. Um, yeah, I had with the ACL. Commanders. Yes, sir. Uh, so what have you done 
to kind of get back from that rehab? And how do you feel your knee is right now, like today and going forward? Do you think that you can, what you can bring to this ex, uh, IFL team? Well, my ACL ha- happened in 2018, my rookie year. You know, that, that's, been, that's been recovered. I've been got back from that. It, but it, it was the smaller things. Like, so my ACL created all other things that started wearing on me. Like, for example, after I tore my ACL, you know, trying to get back from that, all the overcompensation I had to put on my other leg caused me to tear my lateral meniscus in my other leg. Ouch. You know, so I feel like it, it, it's a lot, you know, trying to rehab and, and build two knees up that I'm constantly walking on and moving on all the time. Like, it's, it's always, you know, a bunch of strain you put on it. Then in the process of that, you know, pulling a hamstring, you know, it's always just a bunch of stuff you got to fight with. It's just, see, people don't understand this. As much as you work out running and, and, and you're on your body, you have to be recovering and, and getting the same amount of treatment as well. Like, if I go out and practice for three hours and work out, like, I, I need to put in that same, you know what I mean, time on my body too. That I need to put that same love into my body. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of athletes don't understand that. And it also, I didn't understand that at first until I started dealing with injuries, how important it is to, to show your body the same amount of love as you do with beating. You know what I mean? So that's something I had to learn throughout this whole process. But my body feels, feels pretty healthy. Once again, Jose V. EMB, Mark Hoke, live here on 101.5 FM. KDWN Odyssey app on SportsX Radio. We have Darius Geis, running back of the Vegas Nighthawks of the IFL, joining us here on the show tonight. So real quick, Darius, obviously you're, you're a very positive individual. You're trying to get everything going. You want your football career to be back. Social media is a place that is horrible. And what I mean by that, you got trolls everywhere, right? How do you stay positive and shy away from all of the negative, my guy? You're right. Social media is terrible. <laughs> and I get exactly what you meant by that. Like, obviously, it has, its, it has its moments where it's awesome. But for the most part, for people like me, you know, it's terrible. And, like, social media never really bothers me. Like, I mean, I'm human at the end of the day. Like, me saying bad stuff about me obviously isn't ideal. And I know who I am. I mean, it sucks. But at the same time, these people don't know who I am. Definitely. These are people that I've never met in person and never even had a conversation with. You know, so they can really say what they want. It'll be, It'll really be people that... I thought knew me that would like hurt me, if that makes sense. No, definitely, 100%. So, you know, social media doesn't really bother me because they don't know me. Love it, love it. Twitter fingers, right? That's all it is, my man, at the end of the day. Don't That's worry about me, none of the noise, none That's of that. all it is, bro. So, my guy Darius, we greatly appreciate you giving us a few moments of your time. We want you to get back to your dinner. But before we let you go... Final thoughts, final words. What do you want to say for everyone that's going to watch not only the Nighthawks, but Darius Geis make his return to football this season? I, I miss it, bro. I want them to see I want them to see all the hunger and all the built-up anticipation I have from the last few years not being around a game of football. You know, it's all about redemption. You know, I want people – I want to get back in the light and show people who I am. Like, everybody think they know, have their opinions on what they read or what I was accused of. Keyword accused. I want people to know who I am and get a sense for who I am as a person and as a football player for the people that may not know who I am or never seen me play football. So that's, that's what I'm about. I'm about redemption, baby. And this is my chance to get back out there and show people who I am. I love it, my guy. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about redemption, second chances, and having opportunities, and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show. For you to end that 
and end the conversation the way you did is beautiful and amazing. I wish you nothing but luck this season and moving forward for the rest of your career. And we will definitely see you out there at the Dollar Loan Center, my guy. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on the show, baby. Yes, Appreciate sir. you, buddy. Darius Geis running back, Vegas Nighthawks. He's heading back to dinner now. Going to go enjoy his dinner. We have a little bit of a change here. 76-75 UCLA. Oh, three-pointer by Gonzaga wow, from, with seven seconds to go. 78-66. 78-66. Steal by Gonzaga. Foul by UCLA. Gonzaga is going to the line. It's not over yet. I, I think it's not he, over yet. No I, no, I think he shot that from Spokane. <laughs> wow. 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 What a what turn a of events. We are watching the game here on in the studio. And let's see where he took that. Let's see. He jumps up. Uh, on the logo. On the, was that he Julian? Was on, his foot was on the Julian, logo. Julian. Oh, my God. Julian. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. If you guys are watching this game, that tell me. Unreal. I know that Dwayne said huge. earlier that. The, 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 the Kansas the, the 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 Michigan State game was the best game of the day. I'm sorry, this is this is topping. Well, it. well you have UCLA take the lead with what was it? 14 seconds, 12 three seconds, amazing oh, three with the amazing three pointer, and then for Gonzaga to Julian respond with a three of their own. Oh boy, that's why I said it's not over yet. Julian misses the free throw. Yeah, here Timmy we go, guys. Up by two. Two. I, I know we're up. a sports talk show, but I'm sorry. This is on here. We sound like play by play guys. But, we're, 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 oh, my God, this game is just unbelievable. Coming oh. down to the wire, 1.1 seconds left. But, boy, those free throws. Timmy had missed two before that three-pointer that oh, UCLA gotta make, hit. you, you got to make your free make throws. One. Mark, you got to make your free throws. It's college basketball. I know. I know what do you got to at least make one right Make here. your free throws. Oh, Fuse just got to be Mark, like, you, you, if you be even if you guys win, you better make these guys run laps at the end of this game <laughs> because they missed way too. They should be up by five, six points right now. It was a very sloppy right game. Five, six it points was a very easily. sloppy game, and outside of Timmy, they really needed to work on everyone else's con- uh, <laughs> contributions to this game. All right, here we go, guys. 1.4 seconds. Mm. They added some more time on the clock. He shoots it. All right, up by three. No timeouts by UCLA. And we're waiting for the uh, here we go. Vasquez Vasquez with a baseball pass. Have three. Fire from Tiger. Game no. over. Gonzaga with the comeback win. 79-76 over the UCLA Bruins. The hometown kid, Julian Strader, comes through when it needed to happen most with the three-pointer late in the game, like Mark said, from almost midcourt from the logo, which ends up being the game changer. And, of course, his free throw ends up being the game-winning shot overall. 79-76, what a game. We got to get our guy KT on the phone. I'm going to see if we can get him on the phone here shortly to talk about this amazing game, what he saw with the atmosphere, <laughs> and just the up-and-down roller coaster. Of the Sweet 16 but here in Las Vegas. You know what? There's a. But Gonzaga is your winner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish defend we could show, the kennel with I, I all wish, your might. I wish we could show you guys how the studio looks right now. I'm having a good time. Yes, Julian, you're home, baby. We see you. We see you on TV. Thank you, Mark, for that music. I had him queued up, but we couldn't do it. I wanted to come out of the break with it, and Mark said, no, I'm not going to do it. We don't want to jinx this team. Just wait. And I said, okay, when we get to the end and they're up, and I say, Gonzaga, put them on. But what an amazing game. I'm going to go home and watch this game again. I'm off tomorrow, so I'll probably be up late tonight. This was a great first round of Sweet 16, right, guys? 
I mean, think about it. The games we had tonight, Arkansas-UConn, complete blowout domination by UConn. FAU beating Tennessee. We have the K-State-Michigan State thriller in overtime. And then the way that this game ended. Big shout-out to Mark Few and Gonzaga moving on to the Elite Eight. So, wait, does that mean that they take on UConn? Yes, that's correct. Wow, Tiger. Wow, Tiger's wow. long ball there. Wow. Just front, a yeah. little roll around, and then off the back and out. That Ve- was... Vegas is being treated to some great college basketball. Oh, I wanted to go to this game. <laughs> you have. I'm, this is great. This is amazing, man. Once again, Jose V, EMB. Our guy Mark Hulk behind the big board doing what he does for us here on SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, KDWN, and, of course, the Odyssey app streaming live wherever you stream. Make sure you follow the show. Follow all of us on all things social media, Jose underscore Volonte, our guy at ENB Sports and at the Mark Hulk Show. Make sure you follow all of us for all of our content. We greatly appreciate you guys for doing so. Julian Strotter being interviewed right now with tears in his eyes. Drew Timmy, I'm sorry. I still think you're overrated. You're going to get to the NBA and do nothing. I know people are going to hate for me for saying that, but that's just how I feel. But we got to move on, Ian. I know we got some more topics that we want to talk about, right? There's a lot more things that's going on right now Absolutely. in the world of sports aside from basketball and aside from college basketball and the NBA, of a lot course. Of stuff happened today. But we got to take a break because if we don't take a break, we don't pay the bills. And if we don't pay the bills, we have some problems. So you guys already know what it is. Jose VEMB, Mark Hoke here on a Thursday night, filling in for KT on Sports X Radio. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Just a simple touch and it set you free. We don't have to rush when you're alone with me. That's the song that was playing at halftime in the Gonzaga locker room. Because I'm pretty sure they felt it coming, right? I- I'm pretty sure they felt it coming because the game is now over. Gonzaga, 79-76. Jose V, EMB, Mark Hoke, coming to you live from KDWN 101.5 FM, the Odyssey app, here on SportsX Radio tonight. We have our guy, Ken Thompson. He's at the game tonight. He was at the Gonzaga-UCLA game, but he was also at the UConn-Arkansas game. I believe we have him on the phone. Not yet. Okay. We're going to get him on the phone here shortly because I, I want to get his thoughts on the games. He was at both games tonight. I want to know the atmosphere. I got to give a big shout out to a good friend of mine. She goes by Jazz. She's Julian Strader's cousin. Okay. They grew up together. I'm talking about she's at the game right now. I just FaceTimed her. Ian saw it here in the studio. She is sitting courtside. She FaceTimed me and we're talking. I'm yelling, I told you, I told you. Yeah, let's go. She's excited. The family is excited. The hometown kid comes through. Hometown hero, even though Gonzaga is not a hometown team, right? But we love to see it. That's why they call it March Madness. That's why we love watching basketball this time of the year. It's the best time of the year. And not only that, we have the one and only, the host, the man, Ken Thompson, joining us live from T-Mobile Arena where all the action went down. Ken, thank you so much for letting us fill in for you tonight. But it looks like you had a lot more fun than we're having tonight here in the studio. Well, I did, except my wallet took a hit on UCLA. I mean, I thought I was okay at halftime. I did play Gonzaga back at the half minus four, but I figured UCLA would probably win somewhere in the neighborhood of five to eight points. And I thought they were done there at the end and uh, literally, you know, started packing everything up. And I was really disappointed. They hadn't scored a field goal in over 11 minutes, a few free throws. But you got to give Gonzaga credit. And you saw my tweet at the half, and I think Ian was on the same path that Strother had to get involved in order for Timmy to have that uh, Batman-Robin uh, 
deal. It needed Robin to come through because that man was there big time first half. And uh, I have a good buddy that Chuck Edel that made a ton of money on Drew Timmy over 18 and a half points, over 19 and a half points, and already had that by by intermission. So unbelievable game. UCLA never quit, but I was kind of surprised they never took the air out of the ball when they had the big lead a little bit, you know, just kind of a little more patient. And it gave uh, Gonzaga a chance to get, you know, their momentum. And Timmy was solid all night. And then Strother stepped up big. And uh, a couple other guys stepped up. Malachi Smith had some big baskets as well and uh, really chipped in. So, you know what, Mark Few, maybe this is the year. I mean, to the Elite Eight they go. And UConn, as dominant as can be in the first game. My goodness, they were unbelievable. I thought Arkansas was going to hang. I thought it would be a good close game. But it was all UConn all the time and should be one heck of a final day here out west. Is Gonzaga in trouble, though, Ken? And the reason I ask that, you have Drew Timmy scoring 36. Second close to him was Julian, which he kind of got hot more in the second half than he was in the first. Nobody else close to that on the starting five, but Watson had eight. You talked about Malachi Smith had 14 points off the bench. Good game for him. Helps him out. But this team is in, has to be in trouble going into the Elite Eight because they're not playing a full all-around roster right now, are they, Ken? Yeah, you know, I mean, you say that, but Drew Timmy, you know, I mean, we joke and say the guy's been there for nine years, but he's <laughs> looking to he's looking to close out his career and give Mark Few that elusive championship. So, you know, these are kids. Again, you know, 18 to 23-year-old kids, they're going to dig in deep, and, and you know, somehow, some way, Gonzaga will find a way to make a game of it. Uh, UConn, you know, i got to give him credit. I think uh, Sonogo will be uh, tough defensively, size-wise, for – you know, for Drew Timmy, but Drew Timmy has so many of those Kevin McHale up and under moves and all these crazy angles he goes at that he may be able to get Sonogo in foul trouble. If he does that, then Klingon comes in and, you know, he's a, you know, he's a young kid. So uh, I think Timmy's going to maybe be able to take these two UConn guys, you know, in the paint, maybe take them to school. And if he can get Strother and Malachi Smith and these other guys to step up, you know, earlier in the game, I think we could have a heck of a game because UConn's very, very talented. Dan Hurley is a very underrated coach and should be one heck of a game. I think we've got the best game out here, although I can't wait to see Kansas State. The only ticket I have future-wise left is either – I can't remember if it's – I'm going to the house to check it, whether it's 125 or 150 to 1 on Kansas State that I made back in December, put 100 bucks on that. So uh, now I can hedge back a little bit especially being a favorite against FAU, who surprised me with the big second half over Tennessee. And you mentioned the coaching matchup here. This has to be one of the most intriguing coaching matchups moving into the Elite Eight with Hurley, obviously not that season like Mark Few is in his career and what he's done at Gonzaga, but again, a great coach, and he's done a lot of great things right now early with this UConn program. Who do you give the coaching edge going into that Elite game? Well, you know what? Mark Few's got the, the tenure there, but let's remember – Danny and Bobby Hurley, man, they grew up with Bob Hurley over there, St. Anthony's in New Jersey for their whole lives. So they've been around coaches forever. That's why both the kids after their college days both got into coaching. So, you know, although Mark Few's been there for a while, the pressure is still on Mark Few and Gonzaga in this game because they're running out of time, you figure, you know, for, for Few to be able to, to get that elusive title. And Drew Timmy, you know, again, in that last year, will he be able to get it done for his coach? So it's going to be a lot of fun, but I think uh, – you know, boy, I, I, it's just a toss-up right now. I, I think uh, UConn will be a, a slight favorite, and uh, you know, not sure. Uh, I, I say I'd make it UConn maybe three right now, early on. But you know what? Anything goes, and I'm not going to bet against the Zag. Tonight, it's back at half when they were down 13, and they made the Zags a four-point favorite second half. I had to take in Zaga just to hedge back a little bit. 
So, KT, talk a little bit about the atmosphere there. You were at both games today. You did not miss out. You saw the annihilation of UConn against Arkansas, but then you saw the amazing game here that we just finished off with Gonzaga coming back and beating UCLA. What was the overall atmosphere, it being the first time we have this type of game here in Las Vegas? Well, here's the thing. I mean, the early game is at 4.15, so, you know, you still had a ton of really good seats that were open and you could see that on TV and and that kind of sucks because the UCLA Gonzaga crowd they didn't get there until you know probably about six o'clock and that first game was nearly over so uh, the Arkansas faithful they outnumbered the UConn fans I'd say I'd say it was 85 percent Arkansas fans for the first game they just couldn't get into it the game was 20 to 17 eight minutes in and that was it. I mean, after that, a 14-0 run, and that was a knockout punch. So uh, they, they never got back. They fell down by 29 points, and that was it. Game was over. So, KT, I know you weren't at these games, but I know you followed them, and you probably had some action on them. Is it time to put some respect in FAU's name? It is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really blown away by this team. I mean, they – they were actually underdogs in the Conference USA final. Even though they won the regular season, they were underdogs to Andy Kennedy and UAB, who ironically will be out here in Vegas next week in the NIT semifinals. Uh, but they, they blew away UAB, and you know what? They find ways to win, and they struggled in the FDU game against Fairleigh Dickinson. They were down seven, eight points in the second half, but they're, they're a team that can score in bunches. And they were down 39-33 in the second half against Tennessee, and they went on a 16-2 run. And Tennessee is not a team that can play from behind. There are certain teams that just they get in trouble when they have to play from behind. Arkansas, you saw tonight, they had trouble coming from behind, couldn't really make a dent in that UConn lead. Uh, same thing here with uh, Tennessee. Once they fell down by seven, eight points, they were playing uphill, and they needed FAU you know, to kind of fall apart, which did not happen. So a lot of, a lot of uh, credit goes to the Owls, the coaching staff, and I'm blown away that FAU is in the Elite Eight. But you know what? There's always going to be surprises. And we may have a couple more tomorrow. Let's remember we got a 15 seed in Princeton still alive going up against Creighton. I mean, the winner of that game should be, uh, you know, still should be game because they both can shoot the ball really well. Creighton's got a big advantage inside with uh, Kalkbrenner. And so if they can do the inside-outside game, they should beat Princeton. But this is an old man Princeton game with just a backdoor cut. This is a Princeton team that can score, and they push the tempo. And I like the over in that game tomorrow, over 140 and a half. I think that game will fly over, especially seeing some of the games today and uh, thinking that, you know, you're going to have some unders like Michigan State and Kansas State and, uh, you know, a couple of the other games. And, and these games are flying over the total. So, you know, just uh, it's March Madness, man. And it's been the maddest March that I can remember in a long, long time. Jose VEMB, Mark Hoke here up in the studio. Sitting in for KT on SportsX Radio. KT tuning in from T-Mobile Arena. So we got some games tomorrow, KT. I'm going to let you go here, but I just want to get your thoughts real quick. Out of all the four games tomorrow, San Diego State playing Alabama, Alabama 7.5-point favorite, Houston taking on Miami, Houston a 7.5-point favorite. You just talked about the Princeton-Creighton game, Creighton coming in as a 10.5-point favorite, and then we have the Texas-Xavier game, Texas coming in at a 4.5-point favorite. What do you think is the most intriguing matchup of the day tomorrow? My goodness. Uh, I'll tell you what, Texas and Xavier, because Xavier's a – a good perimeter shooting team and excellent with assists per game. And then Texas, good perimeter defense. And I just think that game, and that line has stayed steady. I mean, you really haven't seen that line move. It was at four, and that's where it sits. I think Texas will take care of business. Something just tells me 
uh, the, the Elite Eight will have two teams from the Big 12. Kansas State is there. I think Texas will get there. But you know what? Sean Miller, he's a heck of a coach, and he's pulled off uh, you know, that first game against Kennesaw State. I didn't know if Xavier was going to get through that, but they were dominant in their second game. Uh, that'll be a fun one. I, I think Princeton and, and Creighton is a, is a really intriguing matchup. That'll be my favorite game to watch because I think Princeton is good enough to beat Creighton. And I love McDermott, but also like, uh, you know, this, this Princeton team. They're a lot of fun to watch, and you've got a former uh, alum that played on the basketball team there at Princeton that's coaching. And uh, Henderson's now in his 11th year. So uh, I'm looking forward to all four games because when you think you have a good one like I thought we had with Arkansas and UConn on paper, it didn't pan out. But the other three games panned out to be pretty good games. Kansas State, Michigan State, and then, of course, UCLA and Gonzaga. Those were the two best. And I'm glad that New York got one and Vegas got one as well. KT, being a guest on his own show, we greatly appreciate you, my brother. Go ahead and enjoy the rest of your night. Go have some dinner, and uh, we will see you in the studio again. Thank you so much. I love you guys, man. Thanks for uh, keeping Mark Hoke in order. And uh, <laughs> uh, a shout-out to Jose Volante and Ian Bradford, man. These guys are, are the real deal, and I appreciate whenever they fill in on SportsX Radio. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, Ken. Have a great night, my brother. All right, guys. So, Mark, I know we have a, a few bills we have to pay. So how about we pay some bills, and then we get to our final commercial break of the night, and then uh, Ian and I will finish up with some football conversation. Absolutely. You know, by the way, I guess we probably ought to get this read in, shouldn't we? Yeah, that, that well, might work. Well, I'm thinking about it, too. Because, <laughs> you know, guys, with all the crazy basketball tonight, I'm sure that everyone's hearts have just been pumping and pumping and pumping. Well, just remember that your health and the health of those you love has never been more important. It's on our minds. So get peace of mind when you visit Preventative Diagnostic Center. They have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease. Call Preventive Diagnostic Center now to schedule your free educational consultation at 702-534-7900 and tell them Ken Thompson from SportsX Radio sent you. He did his scan. He was happy he did. Ken got information on his heart and overall health that he would have never known. The comfortable scan only takes minutes, and he got a detailed report from a board-certified board radiologist. And another great part of it, if you have a spouse or significant other, you know, if you want to take your co-host, there you go. You can do that, too, and they're free. Just go as a couple, take the one you love to get answers before there are signs or symptoms. You'll both get a heart CT scan with calcium score for only $125, and it's a $600 value per person. You're only paying 125 bucks for both. Early detection's key. Get peace of mind when you take charge of your health. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center now, 702-534-7900, 702-534-7900. And we will be right back. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. You know where UCLA is going to go, rubber dubber scrubbing in the bathtub tonight? That's going to be back home, but Gonzaga is going to stay here in Las Vegas to play their elite game in a couple days. Jose V, EMB, Mark Coke coming to you live from 101.5 FM. K Don here in Las Vegas and streaming live as well on the Odyssey app. Our guy Ken Thompson joined us here shortly a while ago talking about the last two games we had here at T-Mobile Arena. Amazing atmosphere to be at if you guys were in attendance. I know a couple people that were there. I'll be talking to one of them tomorrow, see how that was, which is a piece of Julian Strauder's family, so I'm excited about that. But, Ian, we had some big news come in 
Through the wire earlier today, Las Vegas Aces owner Mark Davis announced today that seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady has acquired an ownership interest in the world champion Las Vegas Aces today of the WNBA. Now, obviously, we know about Tom Brady, 23-year-old veteran, what he's done in the Super Bowl and all that. But after seeing how outstanding the quality of play was and all the excitement and the passion that the Las Vegas Aces fan had came out and Tom Brady basically said, you know what, I have to buy an ownership stake. I want to be a part of this team and Mark Davis even came out and said, since I purchased the Aces, our goal has been to win on and off the court. Tom Brady has won not only for the Aces, it's not only a win for the Aces, but it's also a win for the whole WNBA. And, and I totally agree with that. Because you bringing in a face like him is huge, right? Obviously, one of the GOATs, if not the GOAT of the NFL. I don't think it's necessarily going to help, per se, the Aces so much, right? Because the fan base is there. The people are there. The team is already set. But I think it's going to bring a lot more eyes and help the WNBA as a whole. What do you think? I disagree. I I think that the Aces do have already kind of a good marketing campaign and a good recruitment of the team. However, I think that Tom Brady, one of the undervalued sides of Tom Brady is his business side. Uh, The man is pretty good at recruiting as well as operating businesses uh, all across NFL, uh, clothing, whether it be stocks, whatever it be, Tom Brady has succeeded in his life. And I I think that he brings a unique uh, dynamic to the Aces where he might be able to get us some more star power that actually will help us not just defend our title, but actually make this a culture. We're going to see what's going to happen. We're going to see what's going to happen. I think the Aces are fine. I don't think Tom Brady makes it any better or any worse. But I think it's good to have someone like him on the squad. I really do. If you guys saw, he was at a lot of games this season. He was there courtside supporting. He has sisters that played sports growing up, so he loves that. So we'll see how it goes. But kind of sticking to the NFL in a way, right, yep. because of Tom Brady. You know, I mean, we can yeah, talk. Big to news some, came some, down some, the pipeline some, today. Big, big news. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott gave out his wish list of teams that he would like to play for. My New York Jets are on there as a team that – is part of his wish list, and he would like to play there above the other two. Everything that's being told, nothing has been talked or engaged between the Philadelphia Eagles just yet. Nothing is being talked or said with the Bengals just yet. Again, doesn't mean that all three of them or one is a favorite or, or you're narrowing them out. But me as a Jets fan on the outside looking in, I don't know if I, if I think we need Ezekiel. I'm not saying that he is not good or can rejuvenate his career somewhere else. But I think the Jets are fine with what we have, bringing in Brees Hall back from healthy, from injury. I think we're going to be okay. I don't think you want to bring in, per se, a diva like Ezekiel Elliott because we don't know what the circus is going to be like with him just yet. Now, I think he's probably a better fit in somewhere like Cincinnati or Philly. What are your thoughts? So uh, I'm conflicted on it. Obviously, my Eagles have faced him plenty of times, and I've seen him twice a year. Right. Uh, but the, the, the issue with Zeke, and you kind of brought it up, is that, you know, he ha- is a little bit of a diva. Now, a little wear and tear, injuries, of course, and as well as kind of taking a backseat to Tony Pollard, I think possibly could have humbled him a little bit and might work well for the rest of his career. I don't necessarily think the Eagles are the greatest fit for him. 
just because they seem to be very happy with the running backs that they currently have. They just signed Rashad Penning. They still have Gainwell. They just re-signed Boston Scott. And usually, Eagles don't go too far out of that trio that they kind of collect. Now, the Bengals don't really have a lot of depth behind Mixon. So, in terms of his career and trying to rejuvenate it, per se, I think that the Bengals would probably be the best fit for him. Well, the Bengals don't agree with you because Zach Taylor came out and said, on Ezekiel Elliott, we like our team as it is right now. So that but is that tells- a Lamar type yeah, thing? Yeah. Like, it, is, is that like yeah. a, like, let's push it out there that we're not interested so that nobody else is, like, really... They don't want a bidding war, right? Like, well, if they if they downplay the market for Zeke, then the chances of him taking, like, a veteran minimum are probably a lot higher, right? So if I'm a GM, I'm going to be kind of pushing that uh, narrative that we don't really need him, nor do we want him. But I, I could see it being a smokescreen. Mark, you're an Eagles brother of Ian. Do you, do you want Zeke on your team? You know, I... I... It's it actually wouldn't be a terrible fit, you know. The, it, I I think back to Moneyball, you know, where they keep yeah. saying he gets on base, he gets on base. Well, what does Ezekiel Elliott do? Well, score he scores, scores touchdowns, and having somebody on the Eagles that would be a reliable guy in in short yardage and goal line situations, and a veteran like that, eh, might not be a bad thing. I think it's just a matter of who they end up taking in the draft. I, but I, uh, you know, I'm. I, I I wouldn't be heartbroken over it, you know, them signing him, you know, but I'm not going to go jump up and down if they do it. So, I mean, out of those three teams, probably I I would say the Jets would probably be the best fit of the three, but yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, like I said, be, he can still score. Yeah. So he, he has a role and he'll fit somewhere. I agree with you, Mark. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking uh, those sneaks, those uh, end zone sneaks from Hertz <laughs> and putting it on a 27-year-old uh, back on a veteran minimum if we can acquire him for that. But, uh, again, I'm not jumping up and down for him. And if we get him, cool. If we don't, cool. So. All right, 15 seconds from each of you. Jimmy Garoppolo, reverse, or are we in the driver's seat and we're moving forward as a Raider team? 3-14. and 14. That's going wow. to be three oh and four. God, wow. Ian with the harsh take. What do you think, Mark? Oh my God! There's no way they got better. Um, well, the, I, I'll say this about Jimmy: the one thing he does is win. All I do is win. He Behind wins. O lines. He wins. True. And I, you know, I, I'm really kind of torn on it. I think, I think that he'll have give some good leadership to the Raiders. I think he's going to do fine. I don't know if they're the guy. He's the guy that they were praying to God dropped into their laps, <laughs> you know. But, but I'm I'm sure the ladies in Vegas are going to be like, yeah, a little Jimmy G. Those <laughs> guys are still out there. <laughs> New England West. That's what you can call the Raiders now, man. But we've come to the end of it already, man. It's, you got a couple. Of, you got you got. A little I, time. I do, but we got to get all of our closing thoughts in. You know? Okay, we gotta let people thoughts. know what we got going on. Obviously, Mark, let everyone know about your wrestling show and what you got going on and where they can well, find you, my man. Hey, and by the way, you can find me at the MGM Grand tomorrow night because at WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Hey. I'm actually going to be sneaking out of here and I'm going to SmackDown. So I'll be, and I'll just say, it, I'll be in section 11. So if you want to come down and say hi, I'd love to see you. Uh, WrestleMania preview and some other great news coming up on Sunday's show, 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific time. Come on, join us as we're going to get ready for WrestleMania. And then two weeks from now, 
Live in L.A., baby. Hulk in Hollywood. Hulk in Hollywood. I love it. My guy, Mark Hulk, with the wrestling stuff. Love it, love it, love it. Ian, let everyone know what you got going on and where they can find you, my guy. All right, Ian Bradford on uh, Facebook as well as ENB underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, hopefully that will be consistently on uh, Sports X Radio as well as you can listen to all Sports X Radio on uh, Odyssey app. It's uh, archived and uh, you'll be able to catch what you didn't catch tonight. Greatly appreciate you, my guy, for always being my backbone and hopping in with me when I need it. You were my ride or die on the show, so I greatly appreciate you. Now, he did mention the show that we have. I still got some stuff going on with Straight Bet Sports. We still do it on an interview, show-to-show basis. Tomorrow afternoon, I will have a one-on-one interview with Chad Malik Jones, former JUCO national champion as a head coach. And if you know him, Las Vegas High School, um, just everything that he's doing for the college basketball community here in Las Vegas. There's a lot of things going on with the transfer portal. When he was on our show, Ian, he, he, he said a comment that was recently reposted on all things social media, and it was that the transfer portal is a shiny vehicle with a bad transmission. We're going to talk about that a little more tomorrow. Check it out on my show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Straight Bet Sports with Jose V. Search it there. We will be live tomorrow. Follow the post. We'll let you guys know at what time it comes on. But thank you guys again for tuning in to SportsX Radio here on 101.5 FM. K-Don and streaming live on the Odyssey app for Mark Hoke, Ian B., Ken Thompson, and myself, Jose Valonte. We greatly appreciate you guys. Till tomorrow night, have a great night. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. We'll see you then.